Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we're at St. Joseph's Church in Rowena, Texas. We're checking out the stained glass windows today. Um, for the full tour of a church, check out the link ab above uh, for our St. Boniface uh, Church in Alton, and that kind of gives you the whole layout of everything that should be in a church. Uh, we encourage you to check out your own and uh, find all these gems. Yeah, so Rowena is the home of Bonnie Parker from Bonnie and Clyde, but we're trying to right. put a new face for the name of Rowena on the map. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about 18 saints uh, that are awesome role models for us, so we all strive to be saints, and some lesser-known ones, some common ones that you'll be used to seeing. Let's yeah. check it out. Yeah. This beautiful church. Let's do it. <laughs> First thing here is St. Charles Borromeo. Uh, we Borrow. know St. Charles Borromeo. And um, he was, you can tell by the red hat there that he was a cardinal. Um, and he was instrumental in the Council of Trent when Martin Luther was into all the things of the Protestant Reformation. This guy was the one that counteracted Martin Luther and started the Roman Catechism and got the ball rolling in the right direction, the cleaning up the church of our Catholic faith when things were rough, right? You know, and selling of indulgences was the thought that was going around. And so he would put an end to that. He was definitely not a person to make sure he was definitely a reformer in a good way <laughs> versus Martin nice. Luther reforming and, and breaking away from the church. He started schools, um, helped the poor, started seminaries, orphanages, hospitals. I mean, when you talk about these saints, you're like, you know, praise God, the Rome boys are able to put up a billboard with your help. One billboard. But these guys put up, you know, do yeah. things all over the world and just like, yeah. Starting yeah. a hospital. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done that yet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing guy. Um, like I said, great reformer. Anything else? Yeah, kind of actually uh, transitions right over to St. Helen. Um, and I, Tony's like, hey, Take this one on. Well, I'm a nursing home administrator, right? And so St. Helen is actually the patron saint of nursing home administrators. She's known as the very first one. Uh, so she cared for the poor, the elderly, the sick, and, uh, but really did it in a very organized fashion. The lady had her act together, to say the least. She was the saint who was Constantine's mother. And so uh, she's the one who encouraged him to put the cross, which was a blasphemous symbol, and it was not one of pride. But she said to put it on the shield before he went into battle, and he won the battle. So St. Helen is near and dear to my heart. Our youngest daughter, who's about 14 months old at this time, her name is Helen. Wasn't Helen also the one who found the actual cross of Christ? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, yes. Uh, the wood. She went on her own crusade to find the wood of the cross and found it by all oh, that was. That's a different story for a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that's like our story. church history, don't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, every Catholic church has the Stations of the Cross. We talked about that in our previous episodes, so you'll see those as we They're walk through. They're all unique and through. all beautiful. Mm -hmm. Patron saint of music. Does anybody know who that is? Oh, I should. My kids have a statue of her above their piano. St. Cecilia. Cecilia. And, of course, she was a martyr as well. There's lots of stories about how she was martyred, but 
a lot of people, uh, and she's incorruptible mm. <laughs> as well. And so she's like the, one of the very first martyrs of our Catholic Church. So to be an incorruptible way back at the beginning, early centuries during the age of persecution, those first 300 years where it was illegal to be Catholic, is amazing. But as she died, and again, lots of stories of how that happened, uh, she was singing. So that's a lot of the reason why we call her the Interesting. Every time I, I hear the litany of the saints in my head, I always hear Matt Maher's voice singing uh, her name. So, <laughs> neat. Fun fact for Chris. <laughs> Matt Maher's awesome. St. <laughs> Catherine of Siena, one of 25 children, <laughs> and um, a great Dominican, and uh, awesome woman of God, advisor to the Pope, and uh, you know, just uh, one Jeez. of these people, a mystic. Uh, and uh, yeah, like what else can you say about her? She's super, uh, an amazing holy woman of God. Yeah. Um, doctor of the church. Oh, yeah, right. Wait, yeah, good thing to point out, right? <laughs> yeah, because there's so many of them. Yeah, especially women doctors of the church, there's not as many. Yeah. So yeah, she's right. one of the first few of, of the church. Our Lady of the Rosary. Um, we encourage everyone to pray the rosary every day with your family. Um, you know, there's the ones on YouTube that we've done, there's scriptural rosaries, but uh, Mary, as she's appeared multiple times and throughout history, has said, pray the rosary to save the world, to save civilization. And so this is a special window, very unique. I mean, you're not going to find something as like this yeah. everywhere. So. And these are very old, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> these aren't modern. 1928, as someone says that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This one, 1926. 1926. Anybody know that one? This is a tougher one. It's got... Um... Here's a hint. A great Jesuit. Hmm. Oh, Francis the Savior? No. Close. <laughs> Before him, just uh, a smidge. Yeah. <laughs> the founder of the Jesuits, Cannonball. Oh, yeah. Ignatius of Loyola. Ignatius. And okay. a great studly man of God and uh, looking for to be you know, a soldier for Christ. And he gets hit by a cannonball. You know, look at our previous episode with Father Mitch Pac, where he gives a great yeah. explanation of this. And, uh, and his dreams are shattered, so he's in on his hospital bed and nothing else to read, and he's read everything else. He goes, sure, I'll read the lives of the saints and scripture. And he said, okay, I'm going to be a soldier for Christ, but in a different way. Mm. <laughs> and so are the Jesuits and, uh, and universities are named after them and they are become the greatest missionaries some say of the church or at least one of the greatest uh, orders for missionaries and allegiance to the pope um, so a patron one, of uh, broadcasting newspapers media so getting the word out yeah getting the word <laughs> whether out you're bringing sure. it to them or yeah and yeah. so many other things education mm -hmm. students mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so much all because he was injured in war and was bored to death. <laughs> and decided to read the life of the saints and he became one. Cool. So St. George, uh, you know, a great martyr in the early church. Of the jungle? Third, uh, and very much in the military, in a, in a military family. But the, a lot of people say he possibly maybe didn't exist. Um, so, wow. so there's some of that. Really? Is there proof that he did exist along with uh, St. Christopher? <laughs> there's some controversy right. there. But with the dragon, a lot of people say, no, he probably didn't slow, you know, kill a dragon. But a dragon in scripture, of course, is a symbol for yeah. the devil, for Satan. So it's one of those things to where he, obviously, he lived for Christ. He was a saint. 
he was a martyr, he was a, a great holy man of God. And they put that in there <coughs> as a sign that, you know, you know he's like St. Michael crushing the head of Satan. Um, like Mary when she's stepping on the, on the, the snake. So regardless, um, he may be, he, I'm sure he killed some animals. So <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I've even heard track. it said about St. George is that, uh, you know, this could be a point where you see dinosaurs in the Bible. There you go. Because oh. a dragon, there wasn't a word for dinosaur until like the 1930s. So yeah. this could have been the dragon or the great beast. Could have been an example of uh, having a dinosaur in the Bible. So, But he and lived it, in that early church period again. Uh, and uh, in the persecution of Christian, Diocletian was the emperor then. Wow. And so, uh, man, standing up for your faith at that time period. Well, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the faith, Tertullian said. So because of those martyrs, we're here today. And some people argue well, because of martyrs happening now in China and Vietnam or in other parts of the country, countries in our world, that's the reason why we have our faith today. So martyrdom is a beautiful witness for our faith. St. George and the troops of St. George, this is the patron. Mm -hmm. do, do, do. For all those who have heard of the troops of St. George <laughs> in lieu of the Boy Scouts. Is that Boy Scouts? Yeah. yeah. So we have an episode on angels. This is a, a guardian angel. Obviously, everybody that uh, is alive as a guardian angel. Some people argue at your baptism you get your guardian angel. At your birth, there's little, you know, differences there. But regardless, our angel is going to be by our side our whole life. At the, our judgment, our angel is going to be there. Now, if we go to heaven, our angel is going to walk us in, you know, walk us in. The angels right. are, you know, uh, have no body, but we're going to go into heaven together. But if we don't make it to heaven, our angel's going to go back to heaven <laughs> because they were created to serve God and to help us get to heaven. So it's interesting if we're supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus when Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, uh, remember that the angels came to him and ministered to him right after he was tempted by Satan to turn the rocks into bread. And so if Jesus called upon the saints and they showed up to him, there's no reason why we should not pray to our guardian angel just as Jesus did when he prayed to God. He sent angels. So I don't know about you guys, but I forget about my angel. Yeah, yeah. me too. We should be thinking about our angel. Our angel's thinking about us 24-7. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, be remembering your angel, especially in October, the feast day of the guardian angels. Remember, the guardian angels are the lowest of all the angels. So, <laughs> and so that's why they can deal with us. <laughs> they got the toughest job, right? My guardian yeah. angel at, our, at my judgment is going to be like, really, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. Isn't that that one picture of the angel going like this? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> that's all of us, guys. <laughs> How close do you want to get, Joe? <laughs> um, oh, this is good, yeah. So this is a, a tough one. I'll admit I had to look it up. St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Um, he's one of seven children, so I admire that because I have seven kids. Um, he was a noble, and he lost his mother at the age of 19. So he had this royalty in his family and losing his mother. Um, and he's a big, one of the founders of the Cistercian Order. And, um, and, but what is he known for the most? Loving the Blessed Virgin Mary. <laughs> And he's the one that created the, the prayer, the Memorari, which I did not know that. I, oh, I learned wow. that. So, so he's got a crozier. And he's a crozier, so I believe, yes, he's you know, the founder of the Cistercian right. Order, so that's why he gets that as a, oh. yes, and as a bishop. Okay. And he even advised the Pope on a lot, lots of several popes, actually, uh, throughout the centuries because he was so simple and so wise and, and a peacemaker. And, and again, his holiness, people listen to people that are holy. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's a... Uh, 
which is why no one listens to me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> this is Saint Josephat. He represents all priests. And um, he was a priest in Poland and was a great preacher and simple. Um, but at the same time, he helped the Orthodox in that area kind of bridge the gap and become come home to the Roman Catholic faith. Now, a lot of people didn't necessarily like that because there was that controversy since the year 1054 uh, between Orthodox and Catholics. And so eventually he gets some of those disgruntled people didn't like him so much martyrdom in his own home. So um, unfortunately, he had, he, he's oh, fortunately though he's a martyr. That's a good thing too. Um, but patron saint, one of the saints of, uh, for priest, and uh, I wonder and whether the union between Catholicism in the East and the West. Maybe uh, I wonder whether branch. Oh yes. Hmm. Is it? Hmm. Do we know? He's wondering himself. I don't know. Yeah. Why am I holding this? Why am I holding this branch? Someone's going to ask this. Is it a palm branch, maybe? No. <laughs> it's Hay Grazer. He's got a few head of cattle. And... Of course. So we've got a couple easy ones here. Oh, yeah. Patron saint of a happy death. Patron saint of the Universal Church. Um, as I was watching the Father Callaway episode with my, my kids last night, uh, terror of demons. Terror of oh, demons. Like that That's one, always huh? a good one. <laughs> Have we given enough hints? <laughs> Prince. And the name of this church? Of the church. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Protector Saint of the church. Yeah. yeah. Saint with, Joseph. With the lilies there, or sometimes he'll have um, tools um, because of the, being a great carpenter. Um, and, and lots of times people think, you know, carpenter, you know, you know, carving things out with wood. But also that word um, from the Greek is basically basically a construction worker. So this yeah. dude was buff. You know, he walks, well, you know, almost around the whole world, <laughs> three fourths of the world, in walking, and all the places he had to take the Holy Family and just. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and actually, there wasn't really wood. There wasn't wood there. So mostly, he was a carpenter with rocks. Masonry. <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah. they even lived in a cave. Yeah. You know? they lived in if a you cave. go to the Holy Land, you'll see. You have to go down yes. underground to be able to see them. So. And Saint Anne. Here's Chris, you got anything to say about this one? You got a daughter named Anne? Yeah, I got a daughter <laughs> named Anne. And let me tell you, when you name your kids, they become it. It's, yeah. it, it's just unreal. She's the sweetest, most loving, kind child. It's, it's you wish you named all your is. kids Anne? Yeah. <laughs> Anne number one, two, three. <laughs> yes. Mother of the Virgin Mary, grandmother of Jesus. So we don't How picture awesome always Jesus hanging out with his grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Right. Anybody know Anne's husband's name? This is Joachim. Yeah. I don't know how to say it for, for correctly. Joachim. Joachim, maybe Joachim, in the yeah. common English. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Joachim. Yeah. But she's a patron saint and is of housewives. Didn't know that. So I'm telling you all the things I'm learning yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> housewives. You know, it's interesting. We always said, oh, Anne's going to provide us our first grandchildren. <laughs> she just is so motherly. Yeah. And the motherly. She actually, Anne cried because she thought that uh, Helen, her youngest daughter, our youngest, I mean, her youngest sister, yeah. uh, 
she thought she had to go to confession because she wasn't holding Helen enough, and oh that's my. why she was crying. Oh, <laughs> oh my Go goodness. to confession? I mean, she meant it with tears in her eyes. So, so uh, loving. Simple and, and <laughs> pious, yes. Well, I, I find myself when I'm in this church, and I didn't realize this when I, where I sit, I don't like to ever, I used to be like a back row Catholic, <laughs> still kind of it, and then front with lots of kids, it's always tough, so I kind of like the middle, but I always find myself, I like several weeks, I'm like, why am I always sitting by St. Anthony? Well, mm. yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> it's <laughs> <out of> your <laughs> name. What, did, did you lose your seat? That, did you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try, we do try to move around and not uh, be in the same spot, but St. Anthony, patron saint of lost things, held the baby Jesus, literally Jesus appeared uh, to him and he held Jesus. They were in this big castle and the guy that uh, invited him to that castle was awakened. On the other side of the castle, there was this bright light coming from. I mean, like this is like stone and like there's no way you should be able to see lights like, like there's a crack through the door. And he went in and there it was with uh, St. Anthony holding the baby Jesus. And he's like, whoa, you know, falls down to the ground and but one of the greatest preachers, his tongue is incorruptible. You can go see that in Europe, and uh, if you like to. <laughs> wow. And so, but one of the greatest preachers, Franciscans of all times. I always think every time I think of St. Anthony is buscando mente, which means I'm looking. So like when you said you're looking for buscando mente messia. <laughs> I'm looking for my seat. I'm like, oh, St. Anthony, okay. <laughs> And then maybe arguably one of the most popular saints ever, or at least in modern times, is St. Therese of Lisieux. Of course, St. Anthony is like probably the most popular with St. Francis, but as far as female saints, Therese, the little way, uh, wrote the, the book Story of a Soul. We highly recommend you read that. Um, she said, I want to shower down roses upon earth. And so roses are always pictured in her pictures, but... So yeah, Therese, and then there's also Teresa of Avila who started the Carmelites, and Therese was one that was after that. I'm glad you clarified that because... A lot of people call her Teresa. Yeah. And she's not Teresa, she's Therese. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in St. Boniface, we have a statue of the little flower. I would bet that in most churches, there is either a stained glass window or a statue of St. Therese somewhere. Yeah. Doctor of the church? Doctor of the church, yeah. Therese. For one book. Yeah, for, for one, book. one book. And very simple. <laughs> Super simple. The little way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one. A challenge. Good luck. <laughs> Our super fans might get this. I didn't get it the first time I came here. Definitely a young saint. Definitely. His motto was, I was born for greater things. Ooh, it just you, pumps you up. Mm -hmm. But Aloysius Gonzaga, Gonzaga University, oh, obviously yes. named after him. And he was a Jesuit, and he wanted to become a priest, but he died in an early age. At 20, he signed away forever his right to the title of the lands of the Gonzaga Estates. He was going to be famous oh, and, yeah. and uh, gave that all away and lived in a castle of the Gonzaga family. And instead he goes, nope, I'm living for my Lord. And definitely the saint of purity which is neat because you always have Agnes and Agatha and Lucy and the Claires and the Thereses, but a, a, a male saint for purity and, um, and never reached the, uh, reached the priesthood and passed away at the age of 23. He's also the patron saint of youth. Wow. So great role model, you youth ministers to keep. <laughs> so it looks like he's an altar server. Yes, probably like a seminarian, right? Yeah, he was studying to be yeah. a priest. Maybe and, even a deacon, maybe. And, and probably an altar server as well. Uh, I don't, he didn't make, reach the, the point of being a deacon or being okay. ordained. But, and, of course, the lilies for purity there. Uh, 
or are these flowers? Are those lilies, guys? Uh, I, <laughs> Anyways, I, it's hard to tell with the coloration. But, They're not. But white al always stands for purity. Yeah, and when we were uh, on the other side um, with Saint uh, Catherine, Siena. Catherine, yeah, uh -huh. she has lilies. Lilies, yeah. Uh, virgin, yeah, right there. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, right, Joe, take it away. This <laughs> next guy in a small town, farming community churches, you're going to find this guy just like you're going to find St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Isidore the Farmer. He is the patron saint of farmers. Uh, interesting story on that one is because he was always spending his time at church and many people were trying to figure out why, how he was getting his farming work done when he's spending all his time at church. Well, the story goes, angels were doing the plowing for him. <laughs> I need to spend more time at church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else you got on our tone? Yeah, and lots of times in windows, they would have angels in the background. I've seen windows with that. So uh, yep. anyways, pretend they're there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you can't see them, right? They're angels. So. Yeah, right. right. They're all around. Yeah. But uh, doing it for him. We should get some farmers over here and start doing novenas because it, it need, we need some rain. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I wonder how many people in our community have St. Isidore as their patron saint because <laughs> of the long history of farming. Many. It's pretty crazy. In most churches, you'll have your standard saints. And, and, uh, and so we don't have Teresa of Avila, but we have St. Clair, but we don't have St. Francis in oh, this yeah. church. So there's a lot of uh, mix. I imagine the people here that uh, donated got to pick whatever saint they wanted to. So, but this is St. Clair of Assisi. I don't want, know why she has shoes on. She right. shouldn't have shoes on because uh, <laughs> the poor Claire's, you know, they're, they're barefoot. And, uh, but uh, great, the best friend with uh, St. Francis of Assisi, um, I imagine they were just so super close. And they said, no, we want to give our life completely to God. And uh, she's holding the monstrance there because there was a great battle. And uh, the town of Assisi was going to be attacked and possibly destroyed. One of the most beautiful places in the world, by the way. Everybody should visit it. Mm -hmm. And she holds up the monstrance and says, hey, you know, we don't mess with Jesus. <laughs> and uh, all the people that were going to attack turned away and did not, uh, were, were prevented from attacking and, and hurting the town. So It reminds me of just a couple of years ago, there was a hurricane headed for the coast. And uh, oh. Bishop Strickland, I believe, uh, held up the monstrance and the hurricane did turn away wow. from the direction and the course it was on. Whoa. So uh, it's not as if things can't happen yeah, these days. And they right? still happen today. Good <laughs> not point. even yeah. Mother Nature will mess with Jesus in the Eucharist. Uh, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Watch out. <clears throat> okay, another tough one. Oh, yeah. How cool, though. Look, He's just a knight. the sword that, yeah, the Holding the, the church. Looks to be some type of king or... Yeah, the knight, king, emperor, it's something. Just such a beautiful one with all of the um, the fur in the, the detail, yeah. in the cloak, and that yeah. The, I don't know if you can see that or not, but the yeah. green, obviously a metal clasp uh, below his neck. So obviously a, a royal family uh, was given a great education. This is Saint Henry. He started off as a duke, and eventually becomes an emperor. And notice there's a cross on that because he becomes one of the most solid Catholic emperors of all time. Uh, would go to the Pope and ask for advice and they would give advice back and forth to each other. Uh, loved his faith and the Catholic faith was his priority in serving people. So he helped uh, with, the, you know, his core values were piety, 
and charity. How many mm. uh, <laughs> politicians, yeah. people in, the, in government, that's their number one Commanders-in-chief, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he had no children, which is crazy, uh, you know, to pass on um, the heir, the throne, and supported many churches, started monasteries, uh, the funding of them, and helping the poor. So, um, yeah, not, again, not too many St. Henry's in most churches. Yeah. Great. What else we got, guys? I we think well, we have so many here. statues over here of uh, obviously St. Michael the Archangel and St. Anne and Mary and Our Lady of Fatima. But uh, we encourage you to visit your church and uh, share with others, even non-Catholics. Yesterday, well, our family, we had a friend over that we randomly met at the store and we invited him over for lunch. And he said, I would like to go to mass with you. I've never been in a Catholic church in my whole life. So we can all do that. Invite people into a church, share what's, what we know about it, and, and you never know what God can do. And it's interesting, and why we want to share our parish and these stained glass windows is a picture is worth a thousand words, uh, and your kids love stories. And you can always just point out a saint. And, you know, we talk about comic books and Marvel comics and DC and all this other stuff. And, Disney stories, but these guys have some of the greatest stories and they're so bright and vibrant and you always see kids looking up and around. If you give them some direction with their wondering, um, it, it can start to play a role on who they are. Our kids live out their saint names, I tell you. Joan, Anne, Claire, Ada, Emma, Helen, mm -hmm. all of them saints and they're exactly like their saint. It's unbelievable. So these saints do play a big role in our lives. And, uh, for adults too, not for, even yeah. always just kids. Oh, I mean, I find myself looking around. <laughs> yes. and the, like you said, the vibrance of the color just lifts you up to something higher. And that's, this is our goal. The saints are praying for us. We're the church militant here in the church, praying with our Lord, the priest is, you know, on behalf of the general, the, the leader of us. And the saints are all there by our side. And if we could see at the Eucharist, you know, how all the angels are coming down and at the consecration, like, wow, how powerful what's going on in this building. It's amazing. So uh, my uh, full name is Christopher, and I didn't become Catholic until later in life. And I always said as a kid, I had moved so many times uh, when I was a child, an infant, but uh, Tony made a, a comment about uh, to say that did he even exist? Well, I always called myself a nomad. And lo and behold, uh, and I'm saying as like a very young kid, as soon as I learned the word, I called myself a nomad, not knowing uh, about St. Christopher and the fact he's the patron saint of travelers. Uh -huh. And uh, gosh, we had moved 13 times since we've been married in 13 years. You're done traveling. I'm done. I'm done. So I'm going to change my name. Yeah. <laughs> Take on a new identity. Yeah, St. Isidore, i got to plant my crops. <laughs> there you go. So anyways, the saints are fun. They don't have to be just solely religious and uh, you know stodgy and uh, dust off the the statue I mean these guys have great stories that still affect us today they were human they were weak yeah. they were sinners they went to confession the Bible says the righteous person sins seven times a day the saints may have not been doing seven but they still were sinners <laughs> yeah. interesting point uh, that Tony has made in RCIA and other other moments is that all of the folks that we went through today had some uh, direct connection with, uh, with ordination or theology or religion specifically. Now, we talked about uh, one of the, the young saint, um, uh, Gonzaga, that mm -hmm. 
you know, he didn't quite didn't make it in, but yet. he was on that track. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but yeah, most of the saints, I think, where you're getting at here, Chris, is is they're religious. They're, they're religious. Nuns, yeah. They're priests. But praise God, you have a Henry here yeah. who was married. You know, you have uh, who else was here? We have. There's one more. Uh, uh -huh. Well, of course, Saint Joseph Saint and Joseph. Saint Anne. Yeah. And so there is hope for us married folks yeah. <laughs> to and become saints. <laughs> just because your church may not have somebody who is outside of an ordination, do, or um, does not mean that they don't. You know, they're not on track for sainthood. So mm -hmm. uh, we're, all we're all called. called. We're all called. Nice. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing interesting we need to point out about stainless. Oh, stained glass windows is that you know from the outside looking in they don't show much color you mm -hmm. know and it's till the sun shines through those glasses when the uh, uh, from the inside you see the colors brighten and all that stuff I think that's just a symbol of uh, you know the light of Christ burning through these saints and it just makes for a very colorful life when you come inside you can actually mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. the brightness so thank you all for joining us for this tour of the stained glass windows at St. Joseph's here in Rowena, Texas. If you get a chance, come visit and invite us to your parish. We'd love to come uh, be great. explore some of your uh, history and uh, beautiful churches around. In the meantime, be bold, be real, be Catholic. God, God bless. bless.